0: Besides suitedness and connectedness, high card strength is the other characteristic that determines the strength of any starting hand. If you ever get the chance to look through a successful PLO player's database, the first thing you'll notice is that assuming you have a big sample size, all of their most profitable hands are big cards. And I don't think it's a coincidence. We've already referred to the value of playing big cards several different times throughout the lesson, so I'll do my best not to beat a dead horse. Beyond the fact that chicks really like guys with big... you know cards, big cards very simply have more post-flop equity on average than little cards do. An easy example is when you have overcards on short boards. To explain a bit further, let's use a no limit analogy, since I know there's a lot of no limit players out there giving PLO a shot. If we're going to check raise a 10-6 deuce rainbow board in no limit, we'd much rather have ace-queen than a hand like, say, pocket fives, because when someone decides to look us up with a pair, we have much better equity in the hand with the live overcards than we do with just the pocket pair you can think of overcards in the same way in PLO. Another luxury of having big cards is that a lot of the time, you won't need to find creative ways to realize your equity because hands like unpaired Broadway cards naturally flop well a high percentage of the time. For example, any unpaired hand flops a pair 40% of the time, and if you hold one of the true 4 card Broadway hands, 30% of flops will greet you with a top pair high five. The The other benefit that big cards have to offer is the domination effect they have on draws and made hands. Plus, as we'll talk about in the next few slides, big cards pick up bigger and more dominating pieces of equity on later streets in barreling scenarios than smaller cards do. One of the first video series I ever watched on PLO was Vanessa Selbst's 2x6 series on Deuces Cracked. In one of the videos, she talks pretty extensively about how much pairs suck and why you should stay as far away from them as possible. Well. I know Vanessa is one of the sickest players around, and it definitely wasn't her intention for me to take that away from the lesson, but in a lot of ways, what she said was right. Pairs definitely go down in value in many different situations in PLO, and the biggest reason is because having a pair in your hand reduces the smoothness of your post-flop equity distribution. Having a pair in your hand takes away from your two pair outs if you flop a pair with your side cards, it reduces the likelihood that you'll make a straight, and unless they flop a set, they generally don't win at showdown nearly as often as they do in No Limit. We'll talk more about the big pairs in a second, but for now what I want you to realize is that the middle pairs from jacks down to sixes are only playable if you have some backup to go along with it. And when I say backup, I mean they have other ways to win the pot besides flopping a set, like making straights and flushes. The biggest problem with pocket pairs like nines through jacks, and to a degree queens, is that when you do flop a set, people's stack-off ranges have a ton of equity against you, or they have you absolutely crushed. For example, on a board like jack-10-6 tone Holding a bare set of jacks without any redraws is a pretty dangerous situation, because even if you don't get all of the money in on the flop, the board is likely to get very scary if you don't fill up. And even on the non-straight boards, people will have tons of equity against you on boards like Jack-10x, Jack-9x, and Queen-Jack-x. Plus, you can easily be oversetted as well. That being said, hands like Jack-Jack-9-8 double suited, Queen-Queen-10-9 double suited, and 9987 single suited can flop huge combo draws like sets and straight draws, sets and flush draws and so on. The more marginal ones like 7754 double suited and 8896 single suited are easy folds from early position and pretty easy opens from late position. Speaking of pocket pairs, here's some top set data that you'll find useful. It's important to point out that what I'm saying here isn't that kings flops a set 80 to 85% of the time. What it means is that 80-85% of the time kings does flop a set, it's going to be top set. Likewise, when queens flops a set, it's going to be top set roughly 65-70% to 70% of the time. While it's true that you're never going to open fold any aces combo pre-flop, the trashiest kings can definitely be folds from under the gun at tough tables. Trashy queens are easy folds from early position as well, and it should be obvious by now that big pocket pairs have a ton of value in PLO, but that doesn't mean they're exempt from what we just said about needing backup to play profitably. The line between re-raising and flat calling pre-flop with any of the bigger pocket pairs is really gray, and there's just not enough time in this lesson to go over everything you need to consider. But what I can say is that their raw pre-flop equity, as well as their equity distribution post-flop improves a lot depending on how much backup you have, and it becomes more important the lower your pocket pair is. For example, there's a big difference between ace-king-queen-queen single suited and queen-queen-eight-nine single suited. Ace-king-queen-queen has blockers to over pairs and higher sets. It doesn't have to sweat over cards coming on later streets when the flop comes short, and it makes stronger flushes. The last thing I want to mention about queens before we move on is that the ma- major danger with queens is the higher risk of being oversetted than there is with kings, especially on king-queen X-flops in multi-wave, single-raised pots. Ace-queen X-flops are usually a bit less dangerous, because usually at least one of the players in the pot significantly reduce the odds of having aces by not re-raising pre-flops. So pay attention to the action and what players' ranges are, because you might have an opportunity to make a big fold in these types of situations. And quickly, the last thing I'm going to say about paired hands before we go to the next slide is that they play really well in 3-bet and 4-bet pots. We'll talk much more about that in lesson 5 and 6, so I'll save that discussion for later. Now, what kind of lesson would this be if we didn't learn a couple of new definitions? Pay close attention to these, because we're going to be referring to them a lot throughout the lesson. Polarity gets a lot of flair in the forums, and it's a term that's used interchangeably in a variety of scenarios in poker. For example, in the core PLO concepts, we discussed the differences between hands that have polarized and smooth equity distributions. You can also say that someone has a polarized check-raising range on the flop, meaning that they either have the nuts or complete air. In this case, according to the definition in Tom Chambers' book, Advanced PLO Theory, Polarity is a measure of the proportion of a hand strength that comes from its top 10% of flops compared with its top 30% of flops. For example, King King 7 Deuce Rainbow has very high polarity because it flops very strong on 10% of flops but typically very weak on all other flops. Polarized hands typically like deep stacked multiway pots, and if you need a reminder for why this is, then I suggest going back to the core PLO concepts. Polarized hands look similar to the ones you see here on the screen and remember that polarized hands generally do one thing very well in terms of suitedness, connectedness, and high card strength. Nuttiness is definitely the easier definition to understand out of the two. Again, this definition was taken from advanced PLO theory which says that for each of the three post-flop streets, calculate the percentage of the time a given hand has the nuts. For example, the nuttiest hand in the deck is ace, ace, king, king, double suited. But now you're probably wondering why why all of this matters. But as you'll see in a second, the polarity and nuttiness of any given hand has a big impact on our preflop decisions. Hey, what's going on guys? Casino Crime here. Now if you like this video and you want more, then go ahead and click the subscribe button below right now. And if you want to join me for more of my 6 max success secrets... And free video tutorials, just click the link to the right. See inside the trainings. Good luck.